بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الباب التاسع عشر the 19th chapter in the Hayat al-Sahaba and the title of this chapter is بأي أسباب كانوا ينصرون بنصرة غيبية how the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum would gain the unseen help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help from the unseen the hidden help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَكَيْفَ كَانُوا يَتَعَلَّقُونَ بِهَا and how they would attach themselves to that وَيَلْفِتُونَ النَّذْرَ عَنْ أَزْبَابِ الْمَادِيَةِ وَالْأَمْتِعَةِ الْفَانِيَةِ and they turn their gaze away from material things and the temporary things of this world that would cease to exist. So basically, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum had different circumstances in their lives. They had an enemy that was lurking all the time. There are different conditions that came upon them. And what is it that they did to overcome those circumstances? How did they face up to the challenges they had? So there's the first chapter, and I'd like to briefly quote from five chapters, just one narration from each. The first one is, They would fulfill the command, even though outwardly it was a bitter pill to swallow. And there is the incident that has been mentioned, that in the second year of Hijrah, when news had reached the Messenger وسلم, that Abu Sufyan had traveled from Makkah to Al-Mukarramah towards the north, towards Syria with a trade caravan. And he was returning with this trade caravan. So Nabi وسلم, consulted the Sahaba عنهم, and they then uh, made mashura and decided that they are going to attack the trade caravan. And they will then gain the booty from the trade caravan. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam then sent someone out as a spy to monitor the progress of the trade caravan. On the other hand, Abu Sufyan was also concerned that he's coming back with all these goods. There's potential danger lurking somewhere. So he sent some spies to see what is happening. And his spies then brought to him the information that the Muslims have come out of Medina with the intention of attacking him. So he quickly sent a message to Makkah to Al-Mukarramah to tell the people of Makkah that their goods are at risk and they need to prepare an army very quickly. And the people of Makkah then prepared their army to march against the Muslims. The Muslims had set out from Medina without the intention of fighting, just to raid the trade caravan at that time. And now there was this powerful army that was marching against them. They had only had two horses. In fact, the Messenger وسلم, was sharing a camel with another Sahabi. And the Sahabi said, Oh Nabi Allah, how can I share a camel with you? Why don't you ride on it all the time? So Nabi وسلم, said to him that if I'm going to ride it, then you are going to walk on it. And it's not that you are so strong that you can manage that all the time. And it's not that I am so independent that I do not need the reward that I would get for walking. So, they proceed to a place called Safra. And at that place, they now receive the information that the Kuffar are marching with a strong army. So, Nabi Sallallahu then makes another mashura with the companions to say that, look, we did not 
exit, we did not leave Medina with the intention of, a t of meeting an army. But this is now coming our way. And then he put the question to them that now, what do you have to say? You know, how should we respond? Uh, what is it that you have to say? Make mashura amongst yourselves. So Sayyidina Saad bin Ubada radiallahu an stood up and he said, that O Nabi of Allah, sil hibala man shi'at. O Nabi of Allah, you can join ties with whoever you want. Waqta hibala man shi'at, and you can cut off with whoever you want. Wa'ada man shi'at, and you can declare an amosimity to anyone who you want. Wa'sali man shi'at, and you can enter into a priest treaty with whoever you want. Wa'khud min amwalina ma shi'at, and you can take from our wealth whatever you want. And then he went on to say, Walladhi nasib yadi. O Nabi of Allah, I take an oath in that being in whose hands my life is. Law amartana an nukhid al bihar lakhadnaha. O Nabi of Allah, if you command us to march into the ocean, we are willing to do it. Walau amartana an nadriba akbanada ila barqil ghimad lafa'alna. And if you tell us to march towards Yemen, to the river there, and go straight into the Yemen at Barkul Ghimad, we're willing to do that. And then he said the words, Wala nakunu qalu li Musa And we will not be like those who said to Musa Idhab anta wa rabbuka inna hahuna qa'idun. When Musa had told the Banu Israel that Allah has commanded us that we should go into Palestine to Masjid Al-Aqsa to Baytul Muqaddas and we should fight the enemy and they said to Musa Salam, Oh Musa you and your Rabb go and go fight the enemy we are not moving one but so Sayyidina Saad radiallahu anhu said Oh no Allah we will not be like the Banu Israel well, they said to Musa Walakin idhab but what we will do is we will say Oh no Allah go ahead and fight the enemy and you'll find us on your right and you'll find us on your left you'll find us in front of you and you'll find us behind you we are there at your service <coughs> so it was a bit to follow at that point but the sahaba radiallahu anhu prepared themselves that was the taqaza at that moment and when they prepared for that that is when allah's help came and they were granted a mighty victory the next chapter that we look at is talabul izzi bima a'azzallahu bihi to seek the honor in only those things which Allah has granted us honor. When we seek honor in other things, then Allah will disgrace us. And there is the incident when the Muslim army was camping outside Jerusalem. <coughs> and they were struggling to conquer this fortified city. Eventually, the priest had come out and spoke to Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah radiallahu anhu, who was the leader of the Muslim army and saying that, look, you are not making progress and we are also stuck. So if you, uh, you know, send a message to your leader that he must come here, then we will hand over the keys of the city to him. So the message was sent to Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu that there is a call for you to come and if you come all the way from Medina to Munawwara to here to Masjid al-Aqsa to Palestine, then they will then hand over the city to you. So Sayyidina Umar then discussed with some of the Sahaba, some said he should go, some said he shouldn't go. Eventually he undertakes a journey with his freed slave. And he continues, he traverses across the desert and he eventually reaches the Levant, he reaches Sham and he reaches the outside the city of Jerusalem. 
And when he comes there, Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah radiallahu anhu is the general of the army. He walks a distance to welcome Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhum. And Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu is now coming close. And everybody's waiting for this mighty general who they've heard about, whose name strikes awe by just hearing about Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab, the enemies would shake. So as they're coming close, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu is met by Abu Ubaidah and they're now coming together towards the city of Jerusalem. And Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu is, he has with him his slave and the camel. And as they continue, فَأَتَوْ عَلَى مَخَاضَةٍ وَعُمَرُ عَلَى نَاقَةٍ لَهُ So they come to a short, a small stream and Umar is on his camel so he dismounts the camel فَنَزَلَ عَنْهَا وَخَلَعَ خُفَيْهِ takes off his hoofs فَوَضَعَ عَلَى عَتِقَيْهِ and he puts it on his shoulders وَأَخَذَ بِزِمَامِ نَاقَتِهِ and he takes hold of the reins of his camel فَخَاذَ الْمَخَاضَ and then he goes through the uh, stream so Abu Ubaidah is watching all of this and he says, Oh Amirul Mu'mineen, Anta taf'alu hada. Oh Amirul Mu'mineen, are you doing like this? Takhla khufayka wa tada'uma ala atiqayka. That you take off your khuf, you put it on your shoulders, then you're holding the camel, then you're going through the stream yourself. Ma yasuruni anna ahla al-balad istashrafuka. I'm not happy that the people of the fort who's waiting your eminent arrival they must see you in this menial position simple humble way so Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu expressed his sentiment which was this at this point so Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu said oh لو يقول ذا غيرك أبا Ubaidah if only someone else had to say this oh Abu Ubaidah I would have made him an example for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then he said amazing words and he said, Inna kunna adhalla qawmin. That we were the most disgraced people. Fa'azzan Allahu bil Islam. Allah had granted us honor with Islam. Fa'mahma natlubul izza bi ghayri ma'azzan Allahu bihi adhallan Allah. And if we seek honor in any place or in any way other than the way Allah has granted us honor to Islam, through Islam, then Allah will disgrace us. Allah will disgrace us if we seek honor in any other way. So we need to always be uh, you know, happy for our deen and we need to realize that our complete salvation is in us following our complete deen. Then there's a story in the third chapter here where Al-I'tibaru bihali man taraka amr Allah ta'ala to take heed from those who have abandoned the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's a narration of Jubair ibn Nufayr radiallahu anhu who says that Lama Futiha Qubrus, when the island of Cyprus was conquered by the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Farraka Baina Ahliha, then because those who remained after the, the war was over, they were taken as prisoners of war. So the men were put one side, the women were put one side with the children, and in that way, uh, you know, families were now being separated somewhat because they needed to be taken care of and they put into the care of different people so you have a father being separated from a child and that type of circumstances were unfolding because now the people of cyprus were the prisoners of war so they started crying these the losers of the war were crying that they were being separated from their uh, 
beloved ones. And Jubair ibn Nufair says that وَرَأَيْتُ أَبَا دَرْدَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ جَالِسًا وَحْدَهُ يَبْكِي So those who were the, 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 you know, part of the army, they were happy because they were getting the spoils of war now. It's a moment of victory. And Abu Ubaidah, in fact it is Abu Darda radiallahu anhu, he retreats from the commotion, the distribution of the booty, and he's sitting in one corner, alone. And he's also crying. So Jubair radiallahu anhu says that, I found it strange that, okay, these are the, the slaves of war now, they're crying. But here's a soldier from the Muslim army, and he's also weeping. So he goes to him and he says that, Ya Abu Darda, ma yubkik. That, oh Abu Darda, what is it that makes you cry? In the day that Allah has granted us a mighty victory, has defeated our enemy. And Allah has, you know, showed us his power. And Abu Darda radiallahu anhu said, Oh Jubair, wayhak ya Jubair, ma ahwan al-khalq ala Allahi idahum taraku amrahu. Bainama huwa ummatun qahiratun zahiratun. Lahun mulku taraku amrallah fasaru ila ma tarah. Oh Jubair, I'm reflecting on the condition of these people. They were a powerful people who had control over the land. They were living a prosperous life. But when they did not follow the deen of Allah, this is their condition. Mother and child is being separated. Father and wife is being separated. Because when a person does not follow the deen of Allah, then Allah, Rabbul Izzah, takes away the honor and those people are disgraced. So if we want honor, then it is for us to cling and to hold on to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another way the Sahaba radiallahu anhum would gain victory in their battles and in their endeavors was through the Noble Quran, the book of guidance, a book that brings uh, help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a narration of Ibrahim ibn Haris al-Taymi radiallahu anhu and he says, وَجَّهَنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي سَرِيَةٍ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sent us out on a sariyah, on an expedition. فَأَمَرَنَا أَن نَقُولُ إِذَا نَحْنُ أَمْسَيْنَا وَأَصْبَحْنَا Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa instructed us that every morning and every evening we should read the closing verses of Surah Al-Mu'minun. أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ do you think we have created you in vain and that you will not return to us? Exalted is Allah, the sovereign, the truth. La ilaha illahu. There is no deity except Him. Rabbul Arshil Kareem. He is the Lord of the mighty throne. And he who calls to a deity other than Allah. La burhana lahu bih. There is no proof for that. His reckoning will be with Allah. And the disbeliever will never be successful. And then the final verse. Oh my Rabb, forgive me and show mercy upon me. Undoubtedly, you are the best of those who show mercy. So these are four verses from the end of Surah Mu'minun. The Nabi Sallallahu had instructed the Sahaba who were out on an expedition to read these verses every morning and every evening. And then Sayyidina Haris, Ibrahim ibn Haris al-Taymiyyah says that we then returned فَغَنِمْنَا وَسَلِمْنَا And as a result of the power of these verses, we returned in such a way that we attained the booty 
and we remained safe and secure. There was no loss to us in our lives, in our property. This is the power of the Noble Quran. And every aspect of the Messenger وسلم, had a unique power to it. Uh, there is the chapter Al Istinsar with Sha'arin Nabi taking help with the hair of the Messenger. And Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid عنه, narrates and he says, فَقَدَ قَلَنْسُوَةً لَهُ يَوْمَ الْيَرْمُوكِ That his topi was lost in the battle of Yarmouk. So he announced and he said, Utlubuha, Search for my topi. فَلَمْ يَجِدُوهَا And they did not find the topi. And then he said, Utlubuha, Look for it. Come people, look for the topi. And they couldn't find it. They couldn't find it. And eventually they found the topi. فَإِذَا هِيَ قَلَنْسُوَةٌ خَلَقَةٌ it was an old tattered topi. So people looked at him as though to say, now for this old topi, you made us look so, so intensely that everybody had to look for the topi. And then Sayyidina Khalid radiallahu anhu said that, let me explain to you about this topi. He says, اِعْتَمَرَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَحَلَقَ رَأْسَهُ فَابْتَدَرَ النَّاسِ The Nabi sallallahu performed umrah and he shaved his hair. فَابْتَدَرَ النَّاسِ People hastened towards it to take portions of his hair. People took the hair that came from the back. And he says, I beat them all to the hair that came from the forehead of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he says that, And I put the one strand in the topi. And there was no battle that I went into while I had the topi on my head, except that Allah had granted us victory in that battle. So this is the power of the personality, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and every aspect of the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam brings such power and help for us. Finally, there was a time when the Muslim army was unsuccessful in conquering a certain place. And there was a very strong army that was waiting on the other side. And they wrote to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu that we want reinforcements. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu wrote back to them. And he says to them, That your book has come to me that you're seeking help from me. But I am going to direct you to that which will grant you greater help. That will assist you to a greater degree uh, and a more present and powerful army. I am directing you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fastansuruhu. Seek your help from Allah. Fa'inna Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qad nusira yawm al-badr fi aqalli min iddatikum. That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was assisted by Allah on the day of the battle of Badr and he was less than you in number. So from these various chapters that we've presented to you, we find that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they were able to draw the help of Allah in their battles and in their different endeavors from the hand of the unseen, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this was through the power of practicing on the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was through the effort that they went out to spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as long as we make effort for the deen, Allah will grant us that hidden help of his, may Allah grant us his hidden help in all our endeavors.